folks to the Mel Wright Show. This is episode 298. We've got a returning great guest, Zaya Cotton, from um, the Real Estate Nexus. He came on a few weeks ago. We were so impressed with him and the conversation. We asked him to come back. We're going to be talking about super local SEO, the things you need to know if you're a real estate agent and you're trying to get um, yourself on top of your local search. I've got my great co-host, Robert. Robert's not feeling very well, so I'm going to do the lead in this show. So if you've got any complaints, that's why. Uh, I'm, glad um, Robert's uh, still, I'm glad Robert still still could make it because we had a, we have, we're going to have a great conversation about SEO. And it, it would it would be uh, uh, I yeah. know a pretty a reasonable <laughs> amount, but I am that I am not an expert like Robert and yourself as I. So as I, would you like to quickly? introduce yourself again to the audience the new listeners and viewers yeah um my my passion is to help uh, real estate agents uh and loan officers uh, more effectively cultivate their database um and find better ways to generate listing opportunities uh to scale their business faster uh that's kind of my my mission in the industry um i have a a, a strong background in sales and marketing, but I'm also in the trenches, built a brokerage from uh, 2014. Our first year we did 151 transactions and then we created a massive referral network um, that um, has moved thousands of transactions through that referral network. And uh, recently on to a new adventure, uh, helping agents uh, leverage digital marketing and technology uh, to scale their business. And, um, you know, I'm really, really excited about this topic because from a a digital marketing standpoint, my personal opinion is there's a major shakeup happening with lead generation right now because of the move that Zillow is making. Uh, and so any chance I get to talk about that shakeup and how agents can take advantage of it, uh, I'm really passionate to talk about it. So I'm very excited about the conversation we're, we're going to have here today. That's great. And like I say, I got Robert, but he's a little bit under the weather. So it's great that he still came on. He's a real trooper. Robert, do you want to really introduce yourself to the new sure. listeners and viewers? I'm a real estate SEO expert, which is really, I've been realizing lately that that SEO is wildly, mis wildly misunderstood. So I'm really a Google search engine optimization expert. I'm not a Yahoo expert, but, but I do know a lot, a lot about it. I've been doing it for 16 years. Uh, real estate is the vertical I've always focused on. And my understanding of the conversation today is we're going to dive a little deeper into how hyperlocal is really, number one, changing the ability of a real estate professional to market themselves. And number two, giving Zillow a real run for their money in terms of competition, which is a topic that uh, we talked, we, we touched on with Isaiah. And I think he and I are both equally excited about something that might be leveling the playing field as it relates to uh, lead generation. Yeah. All right, that, that's fantastic. So let's start the conversation. So, Isaiah, uh, what do you think are the starting point we should start with this conversation? That maybe um, we should start on what super local SEO is and why it's different, maybe, to regional and national. And what are the peculiarities when it comes to it, when it related to a real estate agent. Is that a good starting place? Yeah, I think it's a great starting place. And, and I, I want to 
you know, I want to speak to the advantage that real estate agents have, I believe, uh, over some of these big tech companies right now. And, and, and why hyperlocal is such a powerful tool for them. So right now, what Zillow and some of these big tech companies are, are trying to do is they're trying to take advantage of, um, of, a, of a situation right now where they have a lot of money, they have a lot of resources, and their whole pit, their whole pitch, so to speak, to, uh, to uh, the home industry is you're going to get a better service if you come to us instead of using a real estate agent direct. So come to us, right? And um, we're going to provide an all-in-one type of solution or service for you know uh, for them. And so that's kind of their sell. Now, we all know the reality is, is while there are uh, competitive advantages to their model and it can, you know, with their big marketing budgets, it can get, it can be tough. What I'm excited about is I feel like given the fact that uh, the, sh the shift that Google's making, and if we focus to Robert's point on hyper-local SEO, we can compete at that level because um, I also believe that people want hyper-local. Now with a real estate agent in particular, there's no homeowner on the planet that wants to work with somebody that really truly doesn't understand their market, especially when it comes to listing their property, right? And so because of the nature of the industry, um, I think that hyperlocal is extremely uh, overlooked. And because of what's happening with Zillow becoming a brokerage and Google really trying to give them a run for their money, it, there's never a better time to refocus our marketing plan on this hyperlocal conversation. So that's on a kind of a high level of why the agent that's listening right now should take this dead serious. Um, in, in my opinion. So Robert, I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that, just kind of, you know, getting the conversation started off on a high level before we drill down into any, any details. Um, in that, terms of that, you know, in terms of high level, I just, I, I would, I would reiterate something that you've already said, which is um, I've watched at a very direct level, agents leveraging the hyperlocal uh, algorithms and they're easily, 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 easily getting a better ROI on their money than anything that Zillow or Trulia offers them. Now, it's not universal, but no marketing is. It's always going right. to be independent to your individual marketplace. But, yep. but my bad case studies are still doing much better than the bad case studies that I have with Zillow and Trulia, which in the very worst case studies they're they're just basically wasting their money entirely, throwing it right down the tubes. I have not yet seen that kind of case study with hyperlocal, and the numbers are smaller. The numbers are much smaller. You're not committing three or four grand to a contract. Now that might change in the future, but right now, hyperlocal from a very global perspective, it's not saturated. The advertising bit isn't saturated. The the organic bit isn't saturated. So when we start talking about what can we as marketers try to clue you as real estate agents into that is exciting, low cost, ROI, a high ROI potential, this is it. This is it. So listen up. This is the, the show for you. Yeah, I, I very, very well said. Um, and that's that's why I'm so excited about it is because I feel like um, a lot of times what happens is agents, especially if they're hustlers, what I would call somebody who's a go-getter and they're trying to get to the next level and maybe they got a budget to work with, 
right? But they don't, but they're competing with some other giant teams in the area. Sometimes that can be difficult too. And I think this is a way that with a, with a good, you know, decent budget that you can compete. And uh, if you're yeah. offering a great service can get you to that next level. And, um, you know, so I think, you know, one, in my mind, at least Robert, where we can start off is I think that uh, we can talk about maybe what can I, we- uh, can I just interrupt yeah. just for a yeah, second? Please. I just wanted to t- see if you agree what I see as super local really is giving Google the signals that they want and require that you are the information source or the expert about a particular area. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, actually, I think that's where I was going to transition to. I'm glad you mentioned that because we're talking, I was going to talk about um, local search and the importance of the Google business page. And you're, I agree because Google is all about the service they're providing and their services information and to make sure that they're giving the best service provider based on what that, based on what that homeowner or that buyer is looking for. And so, um, you know, I think Robert's probably going to share some strategies. We're going to share some strategies on how to do that in a minute. But um, if we do that the right way, it's, you can get some incredible results, you know? Um, So Robert, what's your opinion? Uh, Before we get into the new service with Google LSA, I still think the business page and how to optimize the business page to, you know, to, to get some results is largely overlooked. I think, some agents don't even have a business page, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, they don't have one. Some of them like have one, but haven't been paying attention to. So what, what is your opinion on like where, where they should start in this business page world to, to start ranking it and maybe just a few basic things, if you would share some of your insights there. Sure. Um, so in terms of, of optimizing your existing Google, my business page or creating one, with the thought that like, maybe the question is, what would I have to do to create it and make it relevant? Well, there's two different sides to optimization, which is something that's very confusing for people is there is the optimization that you do to rank your profile uh, so that people see it. And there's the optimization that you do so that your profile generates calls, like actually gets people to physically call you. Some of these strategies are one strategy would work well with both, which is uh, reviews. All right. Um, Now, most people you already know leave reviews, but here's a little known fact that surprises me that people didn't intuit it, but they don't. So I'm going to share it, which is you need to respond to your reviews. So um, once a review has been left, I think that people feel like they only need to get the review, that that is all that Google is looking at. And I'm here to tell you that 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 is not the case, that you can steer Google's understanding of your profile with the responses that you leave for people that are are leaving your reviews. Um, I, I always suggest organic responses, but but detailed organic responses. So if you get somebody who leaves you a review and you sold them a home in uh, Sugarland, Texas, you'd probably want to say, I'm super glad that you got your master planned home built by such and such a builder who I know you were really excited about because these homes have this, this, and this. 
Congratulations on your new purchase. And thank you so much for leaving me a review. Okay. That does three different things for you. One, it gets, it gets a deeper understanding of semantic uh, keyword recognition on your profile, which is what Google is using for all keywords right now, which is semantic. It doesn't say that keyword stuffing is going to do anything for you because it won't. But what it is saying is that the general topics that you're talking talking about, you stand a higher chance to rank for, especially in your responses. So they're very powerful. Two, it's a conversion strategy, seeing that you care about the people that you're detailed, that you know exactly what their, their interest was, and then repeating it. That really lets other people who are reading reviews let you understand that you're what I like to call a conscious salesperson, like you're paying attention to what yeah. what they're saying it's almost like a signal that it, it's almost like a signal to google if i'm hearing you right that they believe you're going to provide a better service because you're there like you're you're in it you're responding you care and so they're going to put that in their algorithm for ranking if i'm hearing you right ish i mean ish. that's that's okay. pretty close they're okay. just using they're just using semantic keyword Sem recognition okay. so it really doesn't they're not intuiting whether or not you're 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 like being but, really. But the connected. interaction has weight, is what you're saying. The interaction yeah. has absolutely, weight. absolutely. No whether doubt about it. Whether it gives them a signal of what it means or not has a weight, right? Yes, it has yeah. a weight, and absolutely. I think so that's huge because I we push. I mean, we when we offer we offer um, visit we offer optimization more for Google LSA. We do get into some of the business reviews things, but I. I don't hear that trained often. I just and just for the viewers to watch, I don't hear I don't hear people talking about that. That is a huge golden nugget for everybody listening, because well, it's similar, isn't it? Yeah. Similar to if you put a video on YouTube, what what they're looking for, I understand, yeah. is people actually liking it, actually commenting on it, right? Exactly. Actually subscribing, right. but not only subscribing to the channel, but liking it, commenting <laughs> on it, and the more likes and comments you get, the more that YouTube, which is Google, shows the video to more possible people. Uh, so uh, it's not surprising when it comes to local search that they're doing the same, isn't it? John, you're using, you're using uh, the kind of intuition, which is why I love doing this show with you. What you just described is, is actually exactly what happens. Google is not using different search or programmatic things in most of their, their properties. They're using the same similar technology to decide relevance and importance. There's tweaks, of course, but not big ones. So one premise that might work on YouTube would probably track on hyperlocal. You, you, you have to think they didn't write an entirely new set of code for <laughs> hyperlocal. They did make some tweaks that they then called hummingbird. Like they make adjustments to their central core code and let it run as an autonomous silo. But it's not like, I think right now that the Google search algorithm only has four layers and it's not as deep or as complicated as people think. But what is deep and complicated is how much time, like if you watch the meetings that Google has, there is a lot of time that they spend talking about how are they going to run each one of these segments of search and what's valuable. And here's one of the things that I picked up by watching those meetings. There's no doubt that the way that they want to go with local business profiles is they want to make it a destination where somebody learns about the business, learns about the owner, learns about the customers, okay? 
and gets feedback on all of those elements from the people that are using the business, which kind okay, so, of... So it's a, it's a destination hub to learn about all those things. So the, the better that we, they do bring those things into the business page is going to help them rank that obviously, right? Right. So yeah. here's some other things that are not commonly known because okay. they're still being changed and evaluated by Google. But, but if you're going to ask me to guess, yeah. I'm going to tell people this is what I believe. So Google has been moving in the direction with all of their properties on something called hang time or user behavior, and they've got other really... Actually, actually, Robert, can we go for our break? Can we come back? You start on the things that Google's looking at to some sure. extent. Um, sure. We're going for our break, folks. The 15 minute, Roughly the 15 minutes has gone quick. We're coming back and we'll be back in a few moments. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back. I really think this has been a very insightful and great value episode already. So, um, so uh, just before we go back to Robert and find out, before I rudely interrupted him, um, I think the other thing you need to know as real estate agents, and Robert um, hinted at this, that when it comes to Google and Super Local. They 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 haven't found the perfect. I, I feel that Google know that they haven't found the perfect solution, or it's not up to what because they've been changing. Yeah, they're learning. They're learning and seeing, and, and adjusting. they've been changing the mixture and rebranding and redoing is quite often. And I just feel that it's still in flux, isn't it, Robert? And then hopefully you agree or and then go on to the points. Well, you're gonna... saying that Google is always changing stuff, they they make 200 yeah. changes on average per month. So True. that's that's kind I, of like saying the sky is yeah. blue. I just feel I, I, I just feel I don't know if I'm right. I just feel that yeah, you're totally correct. But when it came comes to super local, I just sense that the changes even more because, and I think it's super important for Google as well. Yes. I see this is, that's where everybody who's listening to this show needs to apply their intuition and, and logic. It is not actually in Google's best interest to let a dominant player like Zillow ride and dominate their search engines for everything related to real estate. Okay. <laughs> even though Zillow does, provide them advertising dollars, the amount of transactions, which is in the billions now that they're doing is not in, in Google's best interest to let them literally game the system so that every single major search that you ever do, you come up with the same 10 companies over and over again inside that space. Right. That dilemma is literally why Google established Hyperlocal. They don't want searchers to not get something unique and they want hyper-local providers to have a chance to compete against 
the Zillows and Trulias of the world, and this is their solution. Now, what I was saying, because I don't want to, and thank you, Isaiah, for giving me a second here, because I don't want to lose this train of thought, and I will because I'm I'm super head cold right now. But um, Google Google's last update, which was a huge one, was on something called Core Web Vitals, which is just basically them saying page load times, interactivity, responsiveness, and visual stability. All of those things, though, are directions that Google is going to measure how somebody is engaging with the page. They're trying to encourage people to own websites to make sure that they're engaging with pages. And they're, the way that Google encourages people to do shit is, sorry, John, is to, um, is to actually change the ranking factors because they know people like me out there are tracking it. And, now, and once they change how pages are going to rank, we'll change the way we're building our pages. Well, they're applying the same principles to their hyperlocal. So what does that mean to everybody listening to this show? Um, there's the, Google has made it possible recently to upload video into your Google My Business profile. They made it possible was, to add images. I was just going to ask you that. I was going to ask you how valuable the video is. I'm glad you're getting to this. And, and, and if you don't mind, because I think what are, if we, if we could maybe come up with like a checklist of what they could focus on, I think that'd be very helpful for the audience if you're cool with that. So, so website engage, so we got reviews, website engagement, and then would you say video uploads to the, to the, the, my business page? Actually, I'm going to give out for the first time ever in a recorded way, I'm going to give out the biggest hack that there is on Google Local, which nobody talks about, nobody even knows, but I'm gonna give it to the audience. So everybody better pay attention, bookmark this show, and come back to it over and over again, because I promise you, you're never gonna hear this anywhere else. You know what affects hyperlocal very, very much? Uh, actually, uh, videos uploaded into the YouTube platform that are, that are location tagged. Wow. So you have one email address that is your Google My Business profile, that is connected to your Google My Business profile, right? So that email address is what you upload, that what you use to create your YouTube channels, what you use to create your other Google properties. Google views all of the shit attached to that one email address as an individual's profile. And guess what? Of course, this should surprise nobody. They collect data off the email profile. So if you've got videos that you're uploading using like mine is inboundrem at gmail.com, I have my brand channel is under, actually under inboundrem at gmail.com. So every time I upload a video to my YouTube channel and I, I do it off my phone, which I don't do often, but I do do it, there's a location tag in the metadata. Okay. And the metadata says, I filmed and shot the video in Van Nuys, California. That shows Google beyond a shadow of a doubt wow. that your boots on the ground inside the area that your hyperlocal profile is built in. Wow. So video, weirdly enough, to YouTube impacts your rankings a lot. Does it? I, I would have to imagine the same principle would hold true if you upload uploaded it to the Google My Business profile. But to be honest with you, Isaiah, Jonathan, I've done no testing in this category. I've only uploaded one video to my own profile. I don't have any idea if, if the ranking um, I dominate on my profile, like like for all of Southern California. So I, I'm not yeah. Southern California, sorry. Lost but, um, I just want to put to the both of you, I think this is the other pillar that 
our audience has to be aware of, and I just want to see if I'm on the right track on what your both your feedback would be, is the other thing you've got to be aware, this is dominated by another piece of technology, and that's your smartphone, because they want, they want a lot of the people, I don't know what the actual figures are now, but when it comes to super local searches, the majority of them are going to be done on a smart device, either Android or iPhone. Uh, and they have, Google then has access to where that person is doing that search through the device, I would imagine. And then they want to give information to that user based on the search term and but also on their location, which is, is to some extent different um, from a regional or national search term. What, what do you think about that? Which one of you wants to answer that first? Give that one to Isaiah, please. Isaiah, Isaiah go on. Yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't, can't help but getting out of my head that um, that video video is so important to this business page and, I, and I'm kind of bouncing around here a little bit because we've we've been talking we've been doing case studies on the Google LSA because we're still trying to figure out the patterns too why some clients are getting more calls than others but the more videos they have associated with their business page is one huge indicator I wasn't I'm going to look and focus and see if we're focused on that location tag mm. you know and how that and how that relates. Well, I to, think it, to I, I, I think when it sure. comes to posting images, yeah, and also the on the other side, the people that are doing the searches, yeah. this tagging and location is yeah. a major factor in this whole conversation, anyway. Yeah, for sure. And then when it comes to the mo the mobile optimization, um, you know, there's no doubt, like feeding into video, that if you're gonna have if you're gonna have video. Uh, and, and somebody's scrolling through their, they're, they're going in and they're clicking on their phone and there's a video there to play. You're going to catch their attention. You're going to catch their attention. So I think, I think everything we're talking about is, um, is something that's relevant to whether you're on your phone or your computer. I, um, I don't know, just be upfront. I don't know what Google does to make it look better on your phone. If it that's in Google's control for the business profile, or if it's, in the person's control, Robert. So I, you know what I mean? Of how that appears on mobile versus, versus business, because I know your website obviously can be optimized, but I don't know if the business page can be optimized for mobile or not. You know, like I haven't really studied that part of it. So. So I have the answer to that. Uh, the answer is yes, it can. It's okay. not really optimized for mobile, but I will I will give everybody, and this was going to be my last hack, and it should be number four on the list. Okay. Okay, so here's, here's what a, a good cheat is about using your Google My Business profile. Now, guys, I just pulled mine up. I installed it. it I have a new phone. I ran over my old one, and I just installed it. On, on my new phone. So this is my business profile and you can see it hopefully there. It's backwards yeah. for me. But anyway, it's saying that I have 2,000 views, 1,800 searches and 1,100 uh, like activities. So um, interactivity. So here's here's what this is or what it does. You can should go to the 
uh, Google My Business, or sorry, uh, Google Play Store, and you should download the Google My Business app. And it makes it very easy to run managing your profile, even as a super busy entrepreneur, which I'm sure that you are just like me, Isaiah, it really doesn't take a lot of time to find out what's happening on your profile as long as you have the app on your phone. Like you could also shoot a little video of you and just upload it. It would take five, 10 minutes and then it's just going to be there. So mobile optimized is, is there's more than one words to like one language for that. Google does everything so that it's going to be mobile visually optimized, but is it mobile optimized to be used with cell phones? The answer is yes. And that's the answer is the Google My Business app. I love it. How much easier, how much easier to update your content when you got that app on your phone and to do videos and upload the videos. That's huge. Yeah. And you can share your profile. Every time I come in here, honest to God, I haven't been in here in like, I don't know, (laughs) uh, like a a 60, 60 days. And here's the thing. The Google Ads is now there. It wasn't previous, so now they've just added that. They they're acting. They're saying that I can get access to my camera roll. They hadn't done that, so now I can just upload wow. my video, my images straight from my camera roll. Like yeah, they're they're chain, turning this into what is basically going to end up being like a highly social like place for us, you and me, Isaiah, that and anybody else that's listening to the show. And uh, sorry, and Jonathan. Everybody that owns a business, we're really going to have this profile. And now it's also, by the way, saying that we can share a profile with people directly. Want to know something about my business? Here's the link, right? Right. It's almost, like, now, a, it's almost like a business card, right? So yeah, exactly. Cool. But just um, before we wrap up the podcast about the show, and Robert, we'll have to go and we just continue the discussion with Isaiah. Isaiah. Um, so what did you think about my comment about that people, the thing that also people got to be aware of when it comes to this subject is how important that the that the iPhone or, or the, the mobile aspect, that it's a two-way kind of um, loop, isn't it? Um, that Google can, because people are doing a lot of these super local searches using their mobile device, that Google know has a much better idea where they where those searches are coming from, and then they their aim is to provide the most local relevant content based partly on on where the person's doing the search. Yeah, I can I can make a comment to that, Robert. As far as a recommendation, um, sure. to to make sure you're hyper local, you're. And, you know, this is a little bit, you know, everyone's got a different opinion on this, but, you know, if you work out of your home, if you're a real estate agent, you're working out of your home and you're also, maybe you have an office um, that's outside of your normal travel radius or that, you know, my understanding is that Google really likes to put uh, businesses up in front of people that are within about a 15 to 20 mile radius, maybe a 30 And so if you're, if you're, if you want to have the most coverage and you're willing to travel further, you, you might want to consider uh, adding multiple, lo- you want to add, make sure you add your locations so you're going to show up more frequent. And I see some some of our uh, clients have had success actually adding different pro- profiles for two different branch offices so that way they're showing up um, for, for that local because Google's always going to serve up hyper-local over, you know, not always, because I know there's other factors. I shouldn't, I got to be yeah. careful with my language here. Yeah. But they if they, 
and given all the factors, they're going to prefer somebody who's local, more local than somebody that's outside of what they would perceive a travel radius that somebody might want to want to use. So, right. so that's what I would say to that, Jonathan. That'd be my comment to that. And uh, you know, there there's definitely strategies to make sure that you're optimized. Um, so for our local brokerage. Um, you know, uh, and some of our, one of our clients too, uh, her name is Terry Bias and I believe she's in Charlotte. She's got two different locations. So she's really focused on showing up for both because she doesn't want to lose out. One of them is like 20 miles away from the other one. So she's really focused on making sure she's showing up for both of them as, as an example. So I'm just going to, I'm going to end the show with one last nugget, which is playing off exactly what you just said. I'm in my part, the guys are going to continue on. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm really not feeling well. It takes a lot to put me under, to to put me under the train, but um, I'm going to say it is always related to your physical address. Now, here's the interesting thing about real estate and real estate offices. Most real estate agents actually work out of their home these days. There's not that many agents that I know that actually really truly work out of a physical office. They check in for sure, but they don't necessarily work there, okay? Right. So strategizing with your, with your team and other people in the office about exactly which one of your multiple locations, the addresses that you could use for your personal profile, that is worth your time in terms of building a hyperlocal profile. Like talking to other members of the sales office that you belong to, Deciding, do you want to, like I live in Van Nuys. I didn't really want to establish my business hyperlocal profile in Van Nuys, which is not Los Angeles proper. It's it's kind of like, a, it's considered low blue crawler. It's not the best city in the world. It would be much better to be on the West side or in Los Angeles for the services that I offer. But this is my physical location. And I opted not to get a PO box someplace else. And for better or for worse, I built my profile here. Um, and I don't know whether I did good or bad, to be honest with everybody that's listening to the show. I do get some calls, but I definitely think I would get more if I had built it in the West side. Right. That's a, that's a great well, thing. I think that's probably more, more about brand, uh, uh, when it comes, cause you're on you appeal to you're a national based company, Robert. So it's probably more of a branding issue when it comes to that and a credit, you know, if people do a search and they see where you where you are based, it you know whatever it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me. But but when it comes when it comes to super local, I'm a great fan of age, and and I totally understand why agent doesn't want to share their home address. But I also think if you can find not, I I don't know if I'm right in recommending it. I recommend that they don't use the brokerage address either. If they can find a unique local address that that Google will accept, it's better than sharing the address of your brokerage because they're getting multiple signals from that address. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get, they're getting the same signal from the same address. So agree. We we recommend they use a separate address from their brokerage and maybe as a secondary if they want to start up another one, they could or. But that yeah. is the that yeah. is the problem of using the brokerage, especially yeah. if it's a large, it a large regional brokerage that yeah. has 200, 300, 500 yeah. agents based from that office. You're getting multiple signals to yeah. some extent. And that's the problem of doing that. Yeah. Well, we've got to wrap it up because Robert's got to go off and get some 
some treatment. Uh, hopefully you will be better soon. So to wrap up the podcast, Azalea, what's the bit, you know, I know you've got an upcoming event that you want to promote. Can you yeah. t- tell us yeah. a bit about that? Yeah, sure. So we, um, if you if you go to uh, cashinonyourvideos.com, um, you can you can get access to this free digital marketing challenge. And we're actually gonna one of the one of the segments we're gonna be doing is doing in depth step by step training on how to optimize your business page, but also to how to take advantage of Google local service ads, which is which is ties in with your business page. And uh, it's really important because right now, the timing of this is everything. It's a first mover advantage because there is going to be a saturation down the road and Google's going to get more strict on the review process. But um, there, it's a weird dynamic because Google cares about the optimization of the page. Oh, this is, this is fantastic. Maybe we, maybe we can discuss this in more detail in the bonus content. Yeah, that sounds advertising. good. Go here and check it out. Yep, that sounds good. Yeah, so anyway, uh, if they want to go check, it's a free challenge. We're going to walk them through the whole thing. Yeah. And then well, I'm really, so we're going to go in more detail in the cool. bonus content, which you'll be good. able to listen to the whole interview on the Mel Wright YouTube channel, folks. And Robert, what's the best way for people to find out more about you? Inbound REM. Ladies and gentlemen, I've I've spent five years trying to post videos and talk about great ways to uh create uh, results using inbound marketing and SEO all on my site, all for free. So just go to inboundrem.com. I don't even sell any courses. It's all just free information. Yeah, and um, if you want a great resource, go to the Mel Wright YouTube channel, folks. There's over almost 400 interviews, conversations between me and Robert, and also some of the leading experts on digital marketing with a focus on the real estate industry on that channel. It's a great resource. We'll see you next week where we have another great guest. We'll see Robert, you soon. I, we, see you I soon, I talk folks. to you for like five hours. Um, th- thanks for the conversation. No, Isaiah, this has been amazing. Enjoy your trip, my friend. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for you. Right. Thanks. So we're ending the podcast, folks. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.